All right, all right, knock it off. I mean, I want y'all being friendly, but this is ridiculous. It's overkill, that's right. And there are, there's a dozen introverts in the room that are waiting for y'all to sit down. And they just want to move on. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I, and I, I feel the same way. Whenever I'm in a church and uh, they have a greeting time, um, I think, I don't ever want to come back here again. That's what I think. I'm an introvert by nature. And I find it hard to engage in that sort of thing, especially with people I don't know. And we may never talk again. And I just, oh, I just want to go crawl in a hole somewhere. And if you feel that way, I feel your pain. That doesn't mean we're going to stop doing it, but I feel, I feel how you feel. And it's, it's good and it's hard, but that's okay. That's, God created us to live in community. And as much as we often want to withdraw, um, even after a time like we've been through the last 15 months through the pandemic, like we said a few weeks ago, the, the extroverts were withering, but the introverts were like, you know, I could live this way. This is great. And as we come out of a season that's been hard, I feel like all of us are asking some questions about what we want to put in our lives, what got removed that we're glad got removed, and we don't want to add those things back. All of us are looking for a bit of clarity. We're looking for a way forward, and we're looking for peace, and we're looking for God to intervene in our circumstances in a way that we can find out who he wants us to become over the next several months. And I love that we're seeing things come back to, you know, we even hate to use the word normal. I don't even know what normal is, but you know, we're booking things and you're, we're scheduling travel and all the things that we've missed out on. As we do so this week and next week at the park, we'll be asking a few really important questions about how we find our way forward. We want the kind of clarity that God can bring and only he can bring it. And so families... Moms especially have had such a difficult time. You know, online school, we're back, we're not back. Some kid in the class got exposed and now we're shut down again. All of these things have created all kinds of issues for families. Now summer, now, now that we're back in a groove, now summer's right around the corner. And so a schedule change again. So we all would love to have some clarity. And I feel like most of us, have had the space and time to sort out our values and sort out what we want and sort out what direction we want to go. I'm going to get my TV. I forgot it. And so as we sort these things and as we ponder how God would like to direct us in the days to come, I feel like this clarity is what we want more than anything else. But every now and then, it seems like God is specifically obscure. We want clarity, but God doesn't bring it. And we want him to clear the fog, but it just seems a little foggy. Every now and then I open up scripture and I think, I just wish it were a little easier to understand, or I just wish it would be a little more plain. And this isn't just the Old Testament or some stuff that Paul writes. Even Jesus, when he teaches, there were times when he would teach and some people would just say, oh, why, why does it feel like you're just dodging the question? We asked you a question, you know? I mean, at one point the disciples look at Jesus and they say this to him, why do you always speak to people in these hard to understand parables? It's a great question, isn't it? I mean, why do you tell a story when you can just give me the answer? And it would seem like that Jesus would occasionally, and more often than not, do this, and that his parables or his story or the way he would teach would sort the people. But what I want is clarity right now. I want some things and issues in my heart to be sorted. 
my values and priorities. This is what I want more than anything else. And as Jesus would teach these parables, they, in fact, this passage out of Matthew 13, it's alongside the parable of the sower and a few other things that he would teach. And the disciples are just like, ah, you're making this harder than it needs to be. And some people would get confused and they would walk away. And some people would get angry and they would walk away. But there would be others that would say, you know, I don't know what he's saying, but I don't know where else I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with it. At one point, there was a group of Jewish leaders that were so aggravated that Jesus would seem to be just purposefully obtuse or obscure. They just finally said to him, look, would you just tell us the plain truth? And sometimes this is what we want from God. Would you just tell me the plain truth? And there are plenty of times in the Gospels where it feels like Jesus isn't doing that. And there's lots of reasons for that. That's not for today. But there are more than a few times in the Gospels when Jesus peels back the curtain. He doesn't speak in metaphor. He doesn't speak in parable. And he speaks plainly and simply and directly. And the passage we'll look at today for a few minutes, it's in Matthew 11, something that you ought to take with you and kind of ponder and even memorize, spend some time with. This passage is one of those moments when if you had some questions about what God wants or what God does or how he operates or what you can count on him for, in this case, what you're being invited into, then Jesus tells you exactly what you've been invited into. And this invitation is for me, and the invitation today is for you, whether you're in this room or watching online or watching this some other time through the week, this invitation is for you. And this is the passage. It's beautiful. Here's what he says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And then he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I cannot imagine a more poignant, thoughtful, beautiful, inviting invitation from Jesus. And there are times when I remember this scripture and that it's there, and I don't know if you've read this lately or if you've heard it over the last few months, it brings such comfort to me and it makes me feel like that's exactly what I need more than anything else. I mean, when Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I don't know that I've ever read this and thought that doesn't include me. That's for somebody else. Not once, I don't believe, have I ever read these words of Jesus and thought, well, maybe someday, someday I'll need that. Most every time I read it, I think, oh, I just feel welcomed in. And I feel like he's talking right to me. Do you feel that way when you read this? Do you feel like Jesus is speaking to you and your circumstances? It's welcoming. It's comforting. And that's how I feel most of the time when I read this. But every now and then I read this and my honest reaction is, it makes me angry. Because <laughs> I read this passage occasionally, and I think, what in the world is he talking about? 
I have no idea what he means by this. I mean, I see his words. I'm familiar with them. Memorized this at one time, although I don't think I could recite it from memory today. And I think that doesn't describe my life at all. In fact, when Jesus said this, I think maybe when I feel this way, this this sort of angry reaction, I think he completely is describing something that is outside my experience or maybe even your experience. And I think that just, it feels like some sort of pie in the sky fiction about how life ought to be. Rest and easy and his burden is light. It doesn't feel light at all. It doesn't even seem true. And at times, I would say it seems anything but true. Maybe you felt that way. I mean, life is, life is hard. I don't know what you've been through. Let's just take the uniqueness of, a, of the last year and a half out of the equation. Even before that, life is just hard. On most days, I can find myself feeling a bit weary, feeling like I am burdened, feeling like I am exactly how Jesus describes, but I don't find the rest. I don't find the peace. I don't find being relieved at all. And I don't think I'm alone in feeling that way. I think some of you feel that way. And historically, a lot of people have felt that way. If you're a part of our Bible reading group today, then you woke up and read this verse, if you read in the morning. Mortals born of woman are a few days and full of trouble. There's your happy Mother's Day verse for you. <laughs> Just memorize that one and take it with you. This is Job. You can see the Bible reading group is reading through Job, and this is Job's reflection after some of his difficulties in life. And all he has to say about it is, we're mortals, we're born of a woman, and it's just a few days, and all of it is full of trouble. Job, telling it like it is. It seems that when life happens, there are a few people that are in our midst that tell us like it is. And this is what it feels like. And it's not just Job that feels that way. I mean, before you write Job off and say, well, yeah, he lost everything. You know, Job's in a bad place. It wasn't just him that felt this way. It's all through scripture and it's all through literature and it's all through every song you've ever heard. All the difficulties of life are obvious to each of us. In fact, when Solomon wrote about it, this Bible reading group, they're in Job right now. They're gonna wrap up this little two-month read. It's not too late to join. You could jump in this little uh, reading session with Ecclesiastes, which is another, you know, fun party to read through. And when Solomon begins to reflect upon his life, he says this, all things are what? Which things? Now Solomon had everything he wanted, any path he wanted to go down. If you wanted to find meaning in work or meaning in pleasure or meaning in possessions or meaning in wealth or, you know, meaning in power and all of that, everything you have looked for happiness in, he looked as well, but he had a lot more than you did of everything. And he, at the end of the story says, you know what? And this isn't his full conclusion. You got to join the group if you want to read through. You can actually read Ecclesiastes whenever you want, actually. All things are wearisome, all things, all things are wearisome, more than one can say. And he goes on to say, just a couple chapters later, I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever looked, pondered your life? You maybe took your gratitude journal or whatever and just shoved it aside for a moment and said, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I need to write down at least three today. But honestly, this is how I feel. I've seen the burden 
God has laid on the human race. All things are wearisome. And yet Jesus, Jesus comes along in moments of incredible clarity. No parable, just straight up truth. And he says to us, he says, look, here's the deal. If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples, then you will, say it with me, you'll what? Know the truth. And then what will happen? And the truth will set you free. Free from what? Well, his invitation makes it abundantly clear. If you're weary and you're burdened, I'll set you free. And I'll give you rest. This is the invitation he gives. And so if it is true, and if it's something that you can bank on, if you're sorting through your life and trying to figure out how you're going to move forward, what you're going to keep, what you're going to get rid of, how you will structure your life now that you get to make some decisions about who you are and what is a part of your story and who's included in your circle and what will your values be. If you're looking for that kind of clarity, I can think of no better three verses to focus on, memorize, build your life around than what Jesus describes right here. And so here's the good news. If you're weary and you're burdened, this invitation is for you, moms. The invitation is for you, dads, daughters, sons. Those of you who are retired and thought, I need to go back to work. I can't deal with this schedule of retirement. Those of you who are trying to chase kids around, you're trying to figure out school, you're trying to figure out your business, you're trying to figure out all of the things that make up your life if you're weary and you're burdened, then Jesus' invitation is for you. And he says, look, if you're weary and if you're burdened, I want you to come to me. It's permission to say, that's me. I would raise my hand six days out of seven. Oh, it doesn't mean my life is so hard, but it does mean that often, at some point during a day, I think this describes me. And so just a few minutes on this before we wrap up today as we think about and ponder why this doesn't feel true and why it is true. If you're weary and burdened, it's a great place to start. And so he says, come, if this is who you are, and his promise is what? Say it with me. I will give you rest. This is, the, this is the what of the verse. In fact, in these three verses, the, the whole premise is in the very first sentence. It's in this first idea. This is the what. This is the, the promise of God. If you come to me, if you're weary and if you're burdened, I will give you rest. The rest of what Jesus is going to say is How? It's how it works, what you can count on, how you can experience it. But if you're asking yourself the question, where do I go with my weariness? Where do I go when I need rest? Then Jesus says, you come to me. Come to me. And if you come to me, then you will find rest. Now, here's the thing. You're still around. You're listening online. You're still here. You haven't been chased off by Jesus being obtuse or being a parable storyteller or making it difficult. You're searching for something or you're digging into your walk with God. And so the question that you ought to wrestle with, the question, the question that you ought to spend some time reading, pondering, 
considering this week is if this isn't true for you, then, then why not? And there are two thoughts that I want you to leave with today. And as we dig on these two thoughts, you're going to be asked to reflect a little bit and ponder your own choices, your own heart, your life a bit. But the question that you ought to wrestle with first is, if this is not true or if this doesn't describe my experience with God or my experience with life, then why not? Then why not? A couple ideas that you can maybe take with you. If this isn't true of you, the question that you ought to wrestle with is this. What are you carrying? What do you have that you shouldn't? Jesus says, you come to me and I will give you rest, implying that the burden that Jesus is going to give you is easy and light. In fact, he says it very plainly, very clearly in the, the bulk of this, this passage. But odds are, if it's not true for you, there's something that you're carrying that God didn't intend for you to carry. So what is it? It's the question you ought to ask today. Could be any number of things. For some of you, it's the expectation of other people. And so you, to find peace, need to have peace in that place of your life to meet these expectations of the people in your life. This is classically true of moms who live their lives on behalf and on benefit of others, and they carry these expectations of other people and, as a result, never feel like they experience the rest that God intended. What are you carrying? For some of you, it's the need to impress other people. It's the need to have a good reputation. It's the need to be successful. It's the fear of failure. The question that you could ask in this moment if you sometimes find this verse isn't true of your own life, it's true of me as well. Sometimes I find it empty, and as I said, it can even make me angry. The question I'll ask is this. What am I carrying that God didn't intend for me to carry? And God is so kind, and his Holy Spirit knows you so well, and is so specific, that if you were to ask this question of God, and you were to give him a moment to answer in the quietness of even this room, or the quietness of some place where you can find some solitude, God's Spirit will whisper to you and he'll say, well, this is what you're carrying. You don't need to carry that. It's the opinions of others. It's the stress that you experience because you believe you have to make all the pieces fit or make the life work that you're trying to plan out. You don't need to carry that. In fact, you're not intended to carry that. And if you do intend to carry it, then you will feel, in fact weary, and burdened. So when you ask this question, well, what am I carrying? Really what you're asking is, God, what do you want me to set down? What do I need to t set down? What do I need to let go of? Because if I'm going to live out this truth, then I'm going to have to start there. So, come to me, all your weary burden, I'll give you rest. Then he continues. That's the what, here's the how. First, asking that question, that's the key. But then he says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I have a yoke in my house. It was my great-grandfather's. If you come to my house, you'll see it's way up high on a wall. It belonged to uh, my great-grandfather, who was a farmer. Uh, his name was Columbus, Columbus Prater. And uh, Columbus Prater had this yoke, and it's an actual yoke that he built and he fashioned out of hardwood. 
and it's on this wall to remind me and Donna and our boys of this verse and this understanding. Because intuitively you would think, look, come to me all you are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I would think the next verse would be about how to take a proper nap. I love a good nap. Maybe you do too. I'm a professional napper. But that's not where Jesus goes. He says, take my, what? Take my yoke. A yoke is a, it's a farm implement. I mean, if you know anything about farming, then you don't associate words like easy and light or rest with people who farm. A yoke, it's a, it's a tool that's used for beasts of what? Burden. And this is where Jesus goes to talk about rest. It doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, just to look at this yoke and the idea of this yoke being put on my neck, Jesus says, take my yoke. What does that mean, Jesus? Well, line up, I'll show you. Put this yoke on your neck. And then we'll lock you in with another piece of wood. And then what are we going to do? You're going to lay down and take a nap? No, no, no. We got the yoke on. We got work to do. What does this mean? I thought you promised me rest. I thought you promised that this burden would not feel like a burden, that it would be light and it would be easy. And so the question that you ought to ask is this. What is his yoke? What does that mean? So if you read the Gospels with that question in mind, you've already asked one personal question, right? What am I carrying that only God can carry? Then you ask this question. What is the yoke that Jesus is talking about? The night before Jesus was killed, he's there with his disciples, and he says this to them. He says, look, I'm going to give you a new command. This new command that I'm going to give you is this. Say it with me in the yellow. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then Jesus just makes it very plain. By this, everyone will know that you follow me. You're my disciple. You learn from me. Disciple means learner, and you'll see that in this passage in Matthew 11. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and do what? And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble. One translation says, I am lowly, I am meek. This is the nature of Jesus. And this is his yoke. All the commands in the Old Testament weren't enough. He had to name one. And Jesus says, look, I, I know you, you've always heard it as love one another as you love yourself, but that's not enough because I don't know how you feel about yourselves. I want you to love one another the way I love you. What does that mean? It means that there are two really important aspects of his yoke. First, that I understand that I am loved, Jesus says, as I have loved you. But then I... I take this yoke on me and I funnel that love toward other people. This is his new command. This is the large wooden yoke that Jesus invites you to put on yourself that will lead you to a place of peace and rest is that you would know what it means to receive God's love and give love to others. And Jesus says, until that happens, you're going to feel weary and burdened. I don't know about you, but when I understand that the command of God is to love other people and that Jesus calls that easy, what I want to say to God is, have you met the people I'm around? 
it's not easy, is it? I mean, have you been around them? You know them. Lord, I know they're made in your image, but I think you missed the mark a little on this one. I don't know if you understand how difficult it can be to live this out. That's my experience and my feeling. But I trust and I believe that Jesus tells the truth, capital T truth, for all people, all times, all places. And I also believe that his truth will set me free. So I come to him with this feeling. And I believe that the first question is, what's the yoke? And he makes it clear, this is the yoke. Then why is it not easy for me to love the way God wants me to love? And I believe scripture makes that clear too. Why is it so hard? And so I believe it's because of this. We'll leave this down here just as a reminder. But if you take anything away today, take this. Love is only a burden. Love is only hard. Love is only a chore. Love is only a task if I'm also carrying other things that I'm not intended to carry. If I have to carry that and love, then I find love incredibly difficult. If I have to carry some of these things and in the middle of it I'm trying to love others well, then I will find that love is incredibly wearisome whether it's judgment or bitterness. Maybe it's fear that I'm going to be hurt again. Maybe it's because I'm envying somebody else and what they have and I want what they have and God hasn't given me. Maybe it's because I've harbored anger because I haven't forgiven. Maybe it's because of shame, something I've done in the past that makes me feel like God doesn't love me. And if I'm in that spot, then loving somebody else is going to feel like a mountain that is far too high to climb. It's true, love is only a burden if I'm also carrying any of these things. Which one jumps out for you? Which one is more likely to show up as sort of, you know, the red light issue in your life? Is it that you like to sit in judgment of the way other people live their lives? No, you can't judge and love at the same time. You just can't. Is it envy? Is it fear? We could add to this list, we could put another dozen things up here that make love hard or that make love feel like insurmountable task. But love is only a burden if I'm also carrying some of these things. We could even say that really two broad categories that all of this would fall into. Love becomes a burden if I struggle with either of these two ideas. Number one, I'm not good enough. Oh, what is that? Envy, God hasn't taken care of me the way he's taken care of you. Or maybe it's fear, I'm afraid I'm going to be hurt. I'm not good enough to be loved by God or anybody else. Maybe it's shame, I'm not good enough. I don't feel forgiven. I don't feel like God has brought me in. Or maybe it's that others aren't good enough. It may be that you have a little combination of both, but usually it's one of the two that dominates your heart and your mind. And so we find ourselves dealing with judgment and anger, and lack of forgiveness. If either of those two ideas take up resident in your life, in your heart, in the way you treat other people, or the way you believe God sees you, then love is a terrible burden. In fact, it's almost impossible. You don't have room for any of these things. In fact, when Jesus goes to put his yoke on you, and you're job, your, your work of the day is to love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another, it feels unbearable. 
it feels like you might be carrying some of these things that don't belong to you at all. You remember, as we said earlier in the message, you know, when Jesus said to these Jewish leaders, he's doing some teaching, and they said to him, I gave you this verse a bit ago, they said, just, just tell us the plain truth. Just tell us the plain truth. Here's what Jesus said to them. I have. And if you read the passage, he did. He made it very clear. The issue was not that Jesus didn't tell them the truth, but he told them a truth that they couldn't bear to hear. Sometimes Jesus says something so plainly it is almost too much to bear. Sometimes the answer he gives is so simple and so straightforward that we can't handle it. That's the way it is with Matthew 11. I mean, we would just rather Jesus tell a story, honestly. Tell us a parable that we can twist into our own meeting and make us feel better about who we are. When Jesus does speak plainly, he takes away all of the pretenses, he takes away all of our excuses, and he strips us of all of the things that are unnecessary that we don't need to carry. And when he does, we're left, just us and him. And that can be incredibly frightening. And so when Jesus says, look, here's the deal. Come to me. If you're weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest, I will. I promise. The invitation is for you, and it's for me. And when he says, look, Take my yoke upon you. I know, it's a farm implement. Sounds weird. You, sounds like you're going to not get any rest at all. But if you take my yoke upon you, and if you learn from me, not what a bunch of religious people tell you, not what you think you knew growing up about what it means to know Jesus. Leave all that behind. Go straight to the Gospels. Read his words. Read his understanding. Strip everything else aside. And if you do that, you'll find that Jesus is gentle and humble in heart, and you will, his promise, find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is his promise. I know, I know. Jesus said the road is narrow, but he didn't say that it wasn't easy and that it's not light. Of course it's a narrow road. Only a few people find it. Of course, we have spent centuries trying to make following Jesus harder so that we feel special about us and that we can judge those that don't follow him the way we wish for them to. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The more you walk with Jesus, if you're not experiencing more freedom, you're probably walking in the wrong direction. You're probably not understanding his picture of what it means to Learn from him. What he gives is freedom. What he gives is mercy and grace and love. If you're going to spend your time trying to balance these words of Jesus, then you're going to balance them with legalistic truth that's going to put you in bondage over and over again. Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And if it's not easy and light to you, then somewhere along the way you've picked up something that only God can carry or that no person should put on their back. So what is it? What is it that you're carrying that you need to get rid of? 
I'm going to guide you through a few questions, a little bit of time to pray. Josh and the team are going to lead, lead us through a song that will uh, just dovetail right into all the things, not just that we've been singing about, that we've been reading about all morning. And my hope that on, on this day, this special Mother's Day, that you'll lay something down that wasn't intended to be a part of your pack. And when you lay it down, you'll find freedom that you've never experienced before. So let me guide you through a prayer time. Online, you get the advantage of being in your own home and in the comfort there here in this place. It's just you and God. Nobody else is in this room right now. It's just you and the Lord. And so let me ask you a few questions, and I'll pray a bit. You can ponder. You can reflect. So, Lord, we come to you right now in this place. We believe that you want to welcome us and invite us to walk down a path together. And as you do so, Lord, we want to be honest with you. We may as well. You already know. You already know the kinds of things that we carry that you're asking us to lay down. So what is it? Just ask God. Let the Holy Spirit speak. Lord, what am I carrying that you did not intend for me to carry? helps as you pray and as you seek God you can think in those two broad categories which is it you're most likely to go to that you're not good enough or that others aren't good enough they're usually linked answer is the same for both issues you and I made in the image of God of course stained by sin and, and failure but if you're a follower of Jesus the righteousness that you have belongs only to him not to you God's love for you is more than you could ever ask or dare to even dream about or imagine it's wider it's deeper, it's taller. God invites us to come as we are because his love for us is that immense. It could be that it's this issue of other people not living up to meet your expectations not coming through on their word, betrayal, hurt. Lord, all of our relationships are filled with all of these things. And we can echo the words of Job and Solomon that life can be indeed wearisome. Lord, we come to you today and we ask that you would accept us as we are. And we believe that your yoke is easy, that your burden is light. That love will flow from us when we receive the full measure of your love and we give it freely to the people around us and odds are we'll fail today even in doing that very thing but your love covers that as well and so we want to walk in your grace we want to be welcomed into your presence every moment and 
We ask that you would guide us and lead us down this path. And so, Lord, may we stay this week in this place with Matthew 11, 28 to 30. May we allow these words to guide us and lead us to a place of truth, more than that, to a place of freedom. And right now, Lord, we come, come to you just as we are. And we leave these burdens at your feet. The things that we are not meant to carry, Lord, take it from us.